Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing awesome. I am so excited about this episode. Honestly, (laughs) first of all, I was just editing it and there's a lot of laughter in this episode. So I hope you enjoy laughter. I hope that our conversation makes you laugh because (laughs) it, it made me laugh, obviously, while I was having the interview and also while I was listening to it. I am so excited to introduce you to, I'm going to call him my friend. Now we are friends. We are friends now that I have interviewed him on this show. He is someone who I have followed on TikTok for a little while. And man, he is one of those creators who you just, you just, he just draws you in. You just, you see his face and you're excited to hear what story he's going to share what video he's going to do, how he's going to entertain, and he does not disappoint. If you're on TikTok or if you're not on TikTok, he's still worth checking out. You should just go over to TikTok just to to discover him, and especially on those days that you just need to laugh a little bit. So my guest today is Stu Jeffrey. He started creating content on TikTok during the first COVID-19 lockdown. So, you know, so many of us were stuck in our houses and homes and so is he. And he decided to break out the camera and start creating content and posting it on TikTok. He cannot dance. He has zero rhythm. That is what he had told me. (laughs) And he does most of his singing in the shower. So he doesn't dance. He doesn't sing. But... He loves connecting with people through humor, and you can tell by the videos that he creates. He's so funny. He is so endearing. We had a really fun conversation. This was the first time I actually had an opportunity to connect and chat with him face-to-face, so it was really fun for me because obviously it, who there's, there's probably someone or multiple people that you watch on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or whatever, and you feel like you kind of know them. You feel almost like you're friends with them because they share so much about themselves and they make you laugh or they just evoke some type of emotion. And he is one of those people. He is, uh, he's amazing. And he almost has a million followers on TikTok. So lots of people just love him. And I hope you enjoy him as well. I'm so excited to introduce you to Stu. Stu, hello. Hello. How are you? First of all, that hello is like forever in my mind because that's how you start off so many of your TikToks. Oh, I know. Hello. (laughs) it, It happened by accident. Like I just, I couldn't figure out a way of starting a video because it was, because you're, it's awkward talking to yourself. Like, so I'm like, hello. And then I just can continue. But like, Oftentimes, like I would try and start videos and be like, I'm gonna tell a story, and then you just don't know where to start. <laughs> like, like one time I did this thing, it's really funny, and then you get lost in the description. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you are so you're so endearing. Like oh. that that is when when <laughs> when when I get your hello, I just know that I'm gonna laugh because not only do you say hello, but you crack yourself up. I do. <laughs> I do. And like people think I'm like, it's put on. When I first started, people thought it was put on. But I ask people to like 
go tell a story to themselves in the mirror and see if they can keep a straight face because you look so ridiculous as you're trying to remember the details, tell the story in a coherent way. Um, and then you get stuck on how you look and you're like, why do I do that with my lip? What is that? Like, why does my nose look that way? My eyebrows always like that. And then you're like suddenly laughing hysterically because you're so now focused on like one inch of your face being like, is that always there? <laughs> Staring at yourself in the mirror. So I'm like hysterical, but like, I think people honestly, for me at least, I just think if you can't laugh at yourself, then you shouldn't be on the internet because people are so specifically mean, but also they're specific in their uh, praise and also their criticism. So mm. if you can't laugh at yourself and be like, yeah, yeah, I do see that thing with my face. Thank you for noticing as well. <laughs> You're right. So, when, so you, what inspired you to start your, like, first of all, what inspired you to start doing videos on TikTok and what was your very first video? <laughs> it's such a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so I went into lockdown and like, we all had this like wonderful belief that we we're like, we'll see each other in two weeks. Bye. <laughs> and then like came home and I was like, I'm going to be so economical. I'm going to buy a box of wine. It's going to last me two weeks. I'm going to get all of this reading done. It's going to be great. And I work in travel, so there was, like, just chaos before, and then it was just, like, this dead calm as everything kind of, like, halt to a grinding halt. So I downloaded The Sims for the first time in my life because it was on sale. Maxis was like, everyone should sign up for this. It's $5. Create your perfect life in the pandemic. And I was like, <laughs> what an idea. So I did this. I got really emotionally invested in my Sims, like, too much that I needed to, like, pull back. But one night I had more wine than I should have. And I didn't realize <laughs> that your Sims continue living, like even if you're not controlling them. Anyway, my oh. children got taken away by CPS. My husband died of a broken heart. Then I died and then my house froze. And I was what? Like, sobbing. And like drunk and sobbing <laughs> at midnight is not a good look on anyone. So I like VM'd my friend, my like my best friend in the world. And I was like, I don't everyone is dead and then she like didn't message me back that one night and like the next day she was like hey um i don't think the sims is your pandemic journey i think you have to stop let's <laughs> let's pull back let's uninstall let's find a new path what else do you want to do <laughs> so i had like heard of tiktok um i downloaded it i was so amazed by all of these amazing people that were just so funny and so genuine and and so creative that I was like, maybe, maybe I could do a video too. So I, my first video ever was a, was a lip sync and it was to, um, basically this girl being like, guess who missed like 14 missed calls and six texts from their ex. And then she was like, my ex, <laughs> right, <laughs> call me back. Like, I miss you. I think we can work things out. And it was like, I did it. And I was like, no one's going to see this. Like, no one's going to see it. Like, it's just something fun to do. No one did see it. <laughs> like, 20 <laughs> people saw it. And I was like, am I famous? 20 people? What? And then, like, one like. And I was like, this is easy. And then, um, and then like, as it kind of gradually, like, people in my life started, like, getting 
videos like peppered into their feeds and they started calling being like are you good like are you okay oh like, my god i know you live alone with your dog but are you like girl you fine <laughs> are you good? do you want to call <laughs> so, <it's> like... <laughs> so yeah that's kind of it kind of shut out from there and then the first viral video that i had it was um my friend had sent me a video of some um some guy going into like a, a natural water slide under a water a kind of waterfall and like not coming up for like a minute and he was like just watch this don't watch it watch it like as a blind duet and i was like what's a blind duet he was like when you don't watch the first and you just watch your reaction so i did it and i was like cool i posted it i went to bed woke up and there was like fifty thousand views and i was like what is happening oh my gosh it was so bizarre to me because i was like this is just the stuff that I would say to anyone. Like, this is, this is not different or new. Like my friends would just get this running diatribe if I was to see this video in their presence. So like, I just shared it on a video and I was like, I'll try it again. It was a kind of trial and error of like oh what I like to gosh. do. <laughs> That's so interesting. So why do you, do you think, like, what do you feel are people attracted to most when it comes to content creation? Like what, like what do, what do you feel like people are actually excited to, I guess this is, this is a crazy question. Cause it's like, everybody yeah. is so different. Right. But I just, it's so fascinating to me, like what pops off and what doesn't. I think honestly, from what I've seen, it's like people who kind of like tap into something that others can relate to as well. So um, you had kind of like Katie Florence who had like the the circle or their, uh, the uh, the council where it's like her brain, her heart, um, her lady bits, and then her like uh, herself all having a conversation. And people were like, this is super funny. Um, you would call me Chris. But I think honestly, like what draws people to content creation is the fact that I don't think anyone prior to the pandemic, you're not really pushed into creativity. It's like you're pushed into a very black and white job you can either like choose to be creative and really like push through all everyone always being like what's your backup plan what's the backup plan for that like i was a writer when i first started out of university and people would be like but what's your backup plan when that fails and like at the time you're like but what if it doesn't fail <laughs> like, that's what i want to do and they were like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, what about living? Like, do you want to live? And you're like, I do, but I want to live for like, on the, on the money that I make from writing. And people are like, that's cute. That's adorable. Get a real job. Do writing on the side. So I think prior to the pandemic, like what the pandemic kind of did was like sweep all of this time suck, all of this work, all of this stuff off our plates collectively as a, a kind of global society. And people were able to like be like well maybe I want to try something new like no one's gonna see it like it's in the privacy of my own home there's a built-in comfort and security with that you're kind of insulated because you're by yourself um and you can do whatever you want and if it doesn't work out you can delete it no harm no foul but I think it, it offered people the ability to just be like I'm gonna try it out like why not like what's what's I there have all this time now people who were privileged enough to be able to be home for the pandemic. But like, um, yeah, I think it was amazing to see kind of the collective creativity that kind of like was pulled out of people by simple boredom. 
Like, yeah, have the time now to be creative. Let's let's do it. And like there's some people who didn't have that, but like it was interesting. <clears throat> I really love that perspective of it kind of pushed people to be creative. There's so many, I've, I've read um, a number of different authors that talk about boredom, how in our world today, we're not, there's no time to be bored because right. we are constantly moving. So you're right when you're in the pandemic and you actually have time to maybe sit around and be a little bit bored to push into kind of what normally people wouldn't have ventured into like creating videos. I like that perspective on that creativity because everyone is creative everybody yeah. but most people don't think they're creative so i feel like a lot of people have discovered that they are creative when it comes to creating tiktoks the way that they approach it the way they approach videos even as even as just being themselves like you said yeah. with the um with i mean i i don't i'm not big into tech so i don't do all the i don't know all the language but i know i'm like oh this is a when you do your what is what do you call them a reaction yeah, the blind duet. I'm like, oh my gosh, those crack me up from people that are just watching a video for the first time. But that's not new. People on YouTube do that. Yeah, they do. And it's, it's, I think what's interesting is that I think people have been told for so long this kind of lie that you only can be creative in, in certain avenues, that creativity looks a certain way. And they have these like pillars and like they can look at, they have these archetypes. You're like, you could be an actress, a writer, a playwright, um, someone who does like theater, like so on and so forth. But I don't think people can kind of assign that label of creativity um, so easily to like themselves. You are a creative person. Everyone has a creative outlet. Everyone has a perspective. No one can, is the same as you. So all of your life stories, all of your experiences kind of create the person that you are. And that's boring to you, but new and different to other people. Mm. So like, yeah, you can be funny. You maybe have a hilarious perspective. Maybe you're retelling a story that happened during your day. Maybe you're sharing your relationship or your, your kid or any of these things, and you'll be completely different from anybody else. People may not like to watch it, but there are people in this world who will be like, to, who will want to watch it. And I think it's just kind of being able to give yourself the space and the the um, the empathy and the grace to just like try, try it. If you don't like yeah. it, you don't like it. But like at least you can say that you did something, you tried something new and different. Yeah. So you, so I love that you. <clears throat> this isn't what you do for a living. I think that is one. Oh. I well, I think so many people are are now. When people, I mean, you have almost, I mean, you, you're going to have a million followers soon. You have like a, over 815,000 followers. Like that's a lot. It's crazy. So I think when, 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 when people see that you have that many followers, I think a lot of people just assume like, oh, this is what Stu does for a living, but this isn't what you do for a living. You have a job, you go to a job, you yeah. now after pandemic you go went back to your job why are you still why is it so important for you to explore your creativity and do these videos that's a really good question um someone asked me that recently one of my friends asked me that um and my answer to them was probably a lot less eloquent than i'm gonna try and be now <laughs> <laughs> i think it was more of like because i want to um no i think it's honestly because i'm 
I think I fell into sort of the corporate trap where um, I started my career as a writer. I was very creative. I like thought my, of myself as a creative, someone who that couldn't do something different. And I think that along the way in the early 20s, like graduating university in a recession and then kind of like doing a creative outlet um, when so many places like papers and, and magazines and webzines were, were shuttering that I assumed it wasn't something that I could make money off of that I was struggling for a, a couple of years. So I was like, you know what, honestly, I'm just going to try out being a temporary executive assistant and you thrive because you, you sort of are able to figure out that way of operating. And then you sort of like package your creativity. You package that thing that you used to do, the imagination, um, you'd kind of funnel it into very structured ways. Like how do I solve this like corporate problem? How do I make this a, a really fun meeting, but you don't, sit and think like, is this filling up my cup? Is this the creativity that makes me feel um, good and satiated? So for a long time prior to the pandemic, I was like, I would love to sit down and do writing again or or have the join a theater group or all these things. And I'm a really, I'm a very shy human being, uh, like in person, which I know people don't always understand, but um it's sort of a really great place when you come back to a to um, a corporate job um, or any job that you have to keep some space for you. And I've been very deliberate in that. I've been like, this is my thing. This is something that I'm unwilling to give up. Let's see how far it goes. Like, as long as I'm having fun with it, it's filling me up. I'm good. I love that answer so much. Very long-winded. <laughs> no, it's so, I think it's so relatable because people, I, I, I feel like I've seen it even in some content creators that I know that they did get really into it. And now that they've gotten, you know, quote unquote, back to normal, they've lost that piece of them. Yeah. And it's so fulfilling to explore your creativity, whatever that looks like. It's, you know, photography, writing, whatever it is. I'm so curious about your writing career. What, wh- <laughs> like, what did you write about? I, um, so I was more of like a, a freelance writer. So I wrote about like, um, I wrote for certain corporations. I like reviewed some of their copywriting. Um, I did some freelance work for personal essays. I wrote about budgeting for millennials. I worked for like a now defunct blog <laughs> about like teaching millennials how to like budget and like live their lives, which was a lie because like no one could budget on the amount of money they were like the editors were very like um uh uh boomers who were like um this is what we want gen a millennial to millennials to like follow the tenets of like saving money and and living like uh, not beyond their means write about this and like make it fun and punchy and you're like writing it being like how to go out for a night with twenty dollars and you're like <laughs> you can't but you're like being like eat at home with what food <laughs> what food are you eating at home you can't afford it um they're like like uh walk i'm like yeah walk to downtown toronto that makes lots of sense <laughs> like just a cool two-hour walk <laughs> get to the clubs to start dancing exhausted and sweaty oh <laughs> and starving. 
so like it's thankfully it, it didn't last that long but then um i uh i did this kind of like uh personal essay series where i went on 30 dates in 30 days and like that was something that was like the worst best experience of my life oh my gosh um, because and I'm petty, so basically someone accused me of having like really high standards after I went through a breakup, and they were like, "The reason you're so sad three days after the breakup was because your standards are so high. If you lowered your standards, you wouldn't be miserable and alone." I was like, "It's been three whole days <laughs> since I broke up with this person, friend. Um, do you think I could have a week?" And they're like, "No. If you don't shape up, you're not going to come to my wedding. But I haven't planned. I haven't asked to." I have a boyfriend, but you won't be invited. <laughs> so I went home with all of my pettiness and was like signed up for three dating websites and was like, well, I'm going to go on a date every day for 30 days. And I'm not going to make any, the rules are out. No, there's nothing. I'd like, there's no um, standard. If you're alive and ask me on a date. You went out with them. Yeah. The only oh thing I gosh. wouldn't do is like, I'd put myself in a dangerous situation, but I couldn't my rule was that I was not going to plan the date. Cause I'm a very organized type A person. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I will plan something. Like if the person doesn't immediately plan something, I'm like, we could do this at this time oh at this place gosh. and you can get there this way. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an insane person. <laughs> no, no, that's just very type A. <clears throat> yeah. I will do the same thing. And it's kind of, for some people, they don't, they're like, wait, hold on. That's a yeah. Calm down. They're like, what? <laughs> you actually want to follow through in the plans that we made? What? Stop. Of course, like oh now I'm, as I'm in my thirties, I'm like, if anybody cancels a plan, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> now I have to stay home and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Rah. bad. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. So Stu, your like dream scenario, like what would you do? What's like your dream role? Is it creating content? Is it writing? Like what would that look like? I honestly, like that's a, oh God, good question. Um, I think if you were to ask me a couple of years ago, I would say like, put me in a movie. Like put me in a movie. Oh, please. Do it. Please I would put love Stu it. in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always, I, as a kid, I wanted to be an actor, but then I think like now, I don't know. I, I think that sort of is appealing to me on like the periphery of like a dream that I have, but I think writing would be something that I wanted to do. Like if I could not be as problematic as Lena Dunham, I would want her kind of like career trajectory where she writes mm. and acts in her own TV show. And then maybe like, I don't write a memoir where I talk about a lot of really problematic things. <laughs> Maybe I don't do that stage. You know, so do you write your TikToks? Like, do you write scripts? Uh, yeah, I usually come in with an idea, but I'll write it out. It never is the thing I write, though. It becomes something very different. The The blind duets are just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, but the actual, like, sit-down bestie chats, as I call them, those are, like, planned out somewhat. I have a framework of what I want to talk about, and then it usually goes to <laughs> shit. <laughs> Like, I'll remember something and be like, oh, yeah, this thing also happened. And here it is completely, like, outside of the timeline of the story. Oh, <laughs> so my like, gosh. Follow along if you can. And people oftentimes in the comment section, if you read it, will be like, this story ended in a very different place it started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that is why we love you.
I, so I discovered you from, I think that one of the first TikToks I saw of you, which I was like, oh my gosh, yes, was when you were, you were pretending you were in a Hallmark movie. Oh my God. I love it. It was things. one of those with, you had a wig on and it was. Wig on. That poor wig. She's been so through so oh much. <laughs> I remember I found that I sent it to my sister. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I saw another one. I'm like, I'm obsessed with this guy. Like he's so funny. Oh my gosh. Cause she loves watching all of those movies. Like whenever I go to her house, she always has one on. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're going to love this. This, She, she's like, oh my God, this guy is hilarious. It's just like those movies are. So my mother hates those movies. Like hates <laughs> They're them. ridiculous. But my father watches every single one of them. <laughs> and like, if we come a week, like we go home for the holidays, we spend like a week with our parents. It's like very intense family time. And then we all leave the moment that we want to murder one of us. So like, oh literally gosh. like last year, it was, we were like going to stay an extra day. And the morning of my sister and I like, like looked across the, the island at each other. And we were like, get in the car like running outside my mother is like packing bags of of like food from her cupboards being like take this and i was like i have a job i have food at my place i don't want this and she was like no please here's this half-eaten box of crackers take it home with you she was like do you like cheese and i was like i need out of here <laughs> I'm like in the car with the window closed and she's like tapping the glass and I'm like, drive, get um, out, like, oh get out God. of here. But, um, <laughs> so when we come home, my dad is watching these movies and he will shush us. Like if we're in the other room talking too loudly, he's like, shh, I'm going to miss something. <laughs> I like, I, guys, take it downstairs. I, I, I can't hear the movie. It, by the way, it's blaring. So like all you can hear is the dialogue. And my sister and my mother are just like rolling their eyes. I'm a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more accepting of it. Although I will, he gets mad because I usually will do my uh, bit along with it. I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole apartment, abandon all my worldly possessions. Of course, <laughs> of course, I love it. What do you do for work? You don't have a job? Oh my god, dream. <laughs> like it's just like, and he gets so mad at me. He's like, stop it, stop it. No, it's so funny. It's like right when those movies start, you're like, can I know, I know every, I could be in this movie and I don't even know the script. It's ridiculous. But it's also too, like those movies are absurd for the sheer fact that like, it's always the woman who like goes to small town America and this like picturesque snow globe town. And then she, at some point, either it's something in the water, something in the food that she's eating in the air. She's like, you know what, actually- I don't need to work. I don't need to work. I don't need friends. I don't need anything. I'm going to abandon every all, like at all. Do yeah. I have a child? Maybe. Who cares? <laughs> They're in New York. Do I have a pet? Maybe she's dead now. Who, this is my story. Now I live in a Christmas tree farm with this guy I just met a day ago. And, he's and now we're kid. engaged. And now we're married. And now I have a baby. And you're like, how are you pregnant? And she's like, the magic of Christmas. So funny. Those crack me up. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we get back to your dream? Because I feel yeah. like, cause this, I feel like this is, first of all, you are so hilarious. You need to be a writer. Like you oh. need to like write, even, even if you just write more just for the sake of it, just for the fun of it. But you know what I'm thinking of is 
Well, first of all, you have almost a million followers. That's We're insane. all invested. <laughs> We're like, it is, it's insane. But you're, we are invested in you because it's you. Like you do, yes, you do some of the ones like we were just talking about and you do um, some just like voiceover ones, but your stories are yours and they are so <laughs> hilarious. And I almost feel like it's reminding me of, who's that guy that uh, from the office that wrote, BJ Novak. Oh, yeah. You know how he wrote that book, but it's like just like a bunch of stories or, oh my gosh, uh, David Sedaris. Oh, Sedaris. I love him. Oh my gosh. His book. Yeah, I have his The Best of Me book right over there. His, like, they're all just stories. Like, Stu, you could write a book of just like these stories. And even if you only talked about it on your TikTok, people would buy it. That's what I've asked. I've like, do you guys want to like, buy these stories or like yeah. and, and write it and they were like do a podcast instead and i was like okay so just me just speaking the words <laughs> <laughs> so instead of like seeing my face i got it yeah i got it and they were like make a video but i was like okay so guys i've asked a different question <laughs> no i'm asking you, you... <laughs> but but here's the thing of those million first of all here's the thing of all of those people some people would absolutely read it some people wouldn't but the people that wouldn't they would still yeah. buy it because they want to support you that's like that's so nice it's crazy to me because i don't I, I think people like i think also too like other than like, these like very specific times where like people have an interest in listening to me talk like my life hasn't changed all that much <laughs> so like when i people are like they want to buy things from you i'm like what why <laughs> why would they want that people love buying things we're yeah. crazy that's it. We're like, oh, do I something? Cool, I'll buy it. Like, look at all these people that have all this merch. I know. Oh my gosh, it's it's so it's so funny. And I buy it too. Like, I'm like, yeah, I love it. And why do you buy it? Why do you buy their merch? I like the person. That's why I buy it. <laughs> Correct. That's exactly why you buy it. So no. we like you, and we would support you and buy the book. So if writing is really a passion of yours, in addition to doing your your fun TikToks. What fun would that be to to take that skill and just start writing, not a memoir. I mean, write however you want to write it. But like, as I'm talking to you, those are the two people that I thought of was that BJ Nova, because it was such a crazy book. It was just like these random, random stories. Each chapter, some of them were like a few pages. Some were like a couple of sentences. I was yeah. like, okay, this is interesting, but hilarious. They're hilarious. hilarious. That's the thing. I think that most people don't realize that the stories that you have in your life are funny to other people and just like normal to you well like, you it's the delivery them. it's yeah. the delivery. delivery you have to deliver it the right way and you deliver it the right way and so i can imagine if you have a passion for writing and you started your career in writing you are a good writer and hopefully oh my gosh i'm gonna hopefully. challenge you to i'm gonna challenge you to start writing still oh my god i'll accept i'll accept it i'll accept it i can't even speak i'll accept it i'll accept your challenge but yeah, no, I'll do it. I do want to get back into it. And I have been like playing around with a couple of things. I almost had a heart attack yesterday because I plugged in my external hard drive to my computer. And I was like, all of my writing for the last 12 years is on this hard drive. It's surely fine. And then my computer was like, I don't know what that is. What is that? And I was like, oh, no, no it's fine. And like, you know, when you have like the tears in the corner of your eye and you're like, it's everything is great. So I called like my, <laughs> called like Microsoft support. <laughs> Poor man named Michael. Shout out to Michael. Um, <laughs> just legitimately like walked me like 
back off a ledge as I was like, it's totally fine. It's gone forever. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. 12 years of rating. It's okay. And he was like, we're going to fix it. And I was like, no, okay. It's fine though. <laughs> you don't have to start fresh. At the end of it, he was like, you just need to do these like very minor things. And I was like, thank God. <laughs> like, thank God no one freaked out, Michael. Oof. <laughs> Like, you must have so many people calling stressed out. Thank God I was so chill. Like, thank God this is a highlight of your day. And he's like, we've been on the phone for 45 minutes for a three-minute problem. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. I was like, I, but those are the things that I would tell because, fun, like, first of all, I'm like, Stuart, you're being ridiculous. And second of all, like, in the retrospect, in retrospect, yeah. I'm being ridiculous. In the moment, I'm totally justified in the fact that my world is ending. Everything's collapsing. How will I go on? Yes. Um, and be like, and then I, at the end, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Not even a real problem. Like, why are it you? It would have been out? fine. It would have been fine either way. I wouldn't have cared. It's fine. I wouldn't even cared. <laughs> um, why am I crying still? I, it's nothing. It's allergies. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you have any rituals or like when it comes to writing? Do you have any kind of rituals to just kind of help you get into like a creative space? Oh my God. Okay. So you're going to think I'm a crazy person. And like, I accept it already. Like I get it. <laughs> so I have playlists. I, I create playlists for like different kinds of writing, like all like happy stories, like sad stories. Like if I'm writing like a, a short story for somebody for like years ago, I would have like <laughs> short, like playlists for that too. But I will act out the dialogue. Like, if like I will be in my kitchen like washing dishes and suddenly like I'm a like a housewife whose husband has cheated on her and I'm having a full conversation with this imaginary man. Um and I am just crying, like washing dishes, using it in my and I'm like and then I'm like, okay, I'll write that down. And then I will like legitimately just like make short form notes of like what I said that I liked and then I'll like workshop it later. But like I had a like my ex-boyfriends all of them have like walked in on me and doing this being like are you on the phone and i'm like yes <laughs> hi mom <laughs> like, literally like wet soapy dishwater hands and i'm just like grab a phone and i'm like bye oh my yeah. gosh that is hilarious it's, it's so awkward <laughs> it's it's like perhaps or I'll, I'll like say things out loud or i'll like talk in the shower i find talking out loud helps me like frame what I want to say and then I'll like write it down later on if I'm comfortable with it mm. but I think if I were to sit down and start writing like just like Angela Lansbury for example like Jessica Fletcher for Murder She Wrote just sat down every single day and wrote a new novel and like that's crazy and I yeah. used to think that was what writing was like I used to be like as a kid I was like what it's so easy you just sit down at a typewriter and you're like do 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 you're done <laughs> You're finished. You've written 300 novels a year. And you're like, you're a successful author. I wrote down, I was like, so I went to write one in my early 20s. I'm like, I'm going to write a book. All I did was cry. Oh, <laughs> my like God. Two, like, for like two straight months. Because you, that cursor is bullying you. It just flashes at you. And you're like, I have no ideas. I have no thoughts. I'm not creative. <laughs> Say, But I'm going to write this novel. <laughs> I'm going to write it. 
Okay, so I love that you said that because writing is what, I mean, look, the creative process is a challenge, right? Like if you're going to do anything creative, you have to, it's all about process and it's all about, you have to sit down and do the work. And I'm obsessed. So I love, I study, I love comedians and I love, because I think, talk about like creative process. I think they're like fascinating because they have to like get up on stage and I could never do that. Oh my gosh. It's like, no, thank you. But I love listening to them and I love their stories. And I just love how they always talk about how you have to show up and you do the work. Same thing with writers. So Stephen King, he wrote his book on writing and he talks all about how you just have to keep showing up. You just have to keep showing up. And that's basically every book that I've read about writing. It says the same thing. Like you have to show up and do the work. Like Anne Lamott, who wrote Bird by Bird, same thing, show up and do the work. And that's the thing about writing that I feel like you have to get comfortable with sucking. You have to get comfortable with like writing stuff that is so terrible and then being okay with stepping away from it. And I used to have that thought too when I, cause I am, so I wrote a book and I'm in the copy edit phase. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. But oh my gosh, it was, it's, torturous like sometimes to sit down and to write and sometimes you sit down I'm like I'm amazing and I just wrote this incredible best-selling book and then I sit down the next day and I'm like who wrote this this sucks this doesn't mean anything yeah you're like oh my god I love that you're describing it to a T so perfectly that you like write this like paragraph these like four pages and you're like am I amazing and then the next I know am I a genius (laughs) And then the next day you sit down, you read it, and you're like, I am trash. I should quit writing. I should break my computer. I should apologize to all of my friends and family for leading them astray because I cannot construct a single sentence. I am Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel. I hate this. <laughs> and then you sit there, and you're like, delete, 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 delete. <sighs> Start again. And then at the end of it, that end of that day, it feels like you've hollowed yourself out and you have <sighs> four words. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's the other thing is like you write all of these words and then you realize like, oh, so I just wrote 40,000 words that really could have been said in 10, 15,000. Awesome. Like, great. (laughs) You're like, great. And then when you add another person on top of it or like an editor or or anything or a friend who's reading your work when you're you're like younger um, or just doing a gut check, people are like, like, oh, it's good. And you're like, is it good? And they're like, yeah, it's. If it were me, though, I oh. would change a couple of things. Or you have an editor who's like, this sucks. You're like, and you just like, hand it back to you, like, like previous to like technology. Oh. Like I used to get things handed back to me, like scratched red, and they'd be like, try again. And you're like, try what again? <laughs> There's no feedback here. Do you have any notes for me <laughs> that I can take? Exactly. Like, try again? Uh. <laughs> With what? My personal experience? <laughs> like, what do you want? And then you're just sitting there being like, but of course, like, we're all so conditioned to be polite. So you're like, 100%. Yep. No, I see everything you're saying. Um, there's not a single note in this paper, but I, I, I know what you're thinking. And I'm going to take all of that. I'm going to change it. When you go back to your desk and you're like, I have no idea. I'm going to, I should. No, no, you need the feedback. This is why the first time I ever had an editor 
And she was so sweet because she's like, um, don't let this, don't be upset when I send this to you. And it was just full of red ink all over. And I was like, thank you so much because I didn't know how to fix it. I needed somebody to tell me. Now, of course, I was upset because I was like, wow, I suck. Like, none of this was good. (laughs) But also, at least now I know kind of how to fix it. And I think that that's the same true even with videos, I mean, when you when you are creating your TikToks, I'm sure you're obviously seeing feedback of what people like, what people respond to, what they don't respond to. Has there been, wait, do you have a favorite video that is your favorite, even if it didn't quote unquote do well, that it's just your favorite? Uh, I have two. Um, one did well. Um, so that the, uh, uh, the Hallmark stories, like the Lifetime movie ones, the first okay. one I did, it was done in 15 minutes and I, I literally was so, I, cause it, I was watching a holiday movie alone in my apartment and I was like, this is so stupid. And in my head, I was like, if I was this person's best friend, I would literally be like, you're nuts. You are out of control. <laughs> like what is happening? So I just filmed it and I like put the wig on, which looks insane. Like the wig, it fit the character well, but this like haggard millennial woman just at home with wine getting this phone call from her friend being like i'm married um and i just went back and forth with myself and then i was like that was everything i wanted to say to the character (laughs) in the movie and i posted it and it like was crazy like everyone just responded so well to it another one that i did was the devil wears prada where i did this same kind of thing like what would happen if you if like Annie Sachs was to call her friend in New York City and talk about throwing her phone in a fountain, quitting her job in Paris. Cause you watch that movie as an older person, as a early 20 something teenager, you're like, yes, show it. Like quit your job. You did amazing. And then like in your thirties or late twenties, you're like, but how are you going to get home? <laughs> how are you going to call anybody? Cause your phone's in a fountain. Like, how are you going to afford to live? Like, show your work. <laughs> like, it's all of these things. Like, they were like, your friends are terrible people. Like, it's all of these questions. But I have them. So when I make those videos, it's usually just me having questions for the main character of a movie and being like, I'm just going to ask ask them. Like, I'm going to oh, do it. And I always gosh. end up choosing that same effing wig that looks like it's been through war. And I put it on my head and it works that character. And I'm like, here we are. She's crazy. Oh my gosh. It's, they are so funny. So, so funny. And I love your stories. Oh my gosh, Stu. I feel like I could talk to you all day. You are so fun. Thank you. I will, this. I will be the first one to buy your book. Oh, yay. Thank you. I will definitely write it. Yeah. You. So do you have anything planned for when you hit a million followers on TikTok? Are you going to celebrate? I, like, it's such a a large, like, it's just insane. And I don't know how I will feel, but I want to do something. Because I want to yeah. thank the people that follow me. Because, like, it's so crazy to me that, like, you can, like, kind of open your phone, open the camera, and connect with people. And people respond in, like, the most beautiful ways. Some feedback is not welcomed but like there's are comment filters for those but uh 
I want to thank, like, I want to thank anybody who follows me because it's absolutely insane. The love that I've received and the positive feedback. Maybe I'll get a gluten-free cake and just celebrate. <laughs> that sounds so sad. I'm like, I will celebrate alone in my apartment with a whole cake. <laughs> that it sounds like a dream, but also like it sounds like like the hashtag sad girl like. Oh my evenings. gosh! But I might, I like, my, I hope, like, I think I might go out with my friends and just like celebrate. My friends are so supportive over it, and they find it so funny because I am a very shy person. So they're like, you barely go out in the world and talk to anyone. But you have all of these people online, like, thinking that you're Mr. Social. I was like, it's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Well, you talk Our about story. it. It is. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. So no, no, like, romantic love interests have, like, slid into your DMs? Oh, I've had uh, no. Thank, no. Because you had... see, like, all these people that are, like, hooking up on TikTok. Like, I can't, like, from all over the country, they're just, like, meeting up and... I know it's crazy. It's it's one of those things where I I wish I was the kind of person who would have that sort of like blind faith, like jump in and just do it. I've had people who were like, "Hey, like we should connect. Like I think you're very attractive," and I'm like, "Oh my god, you're a psychopath. You want to kill me?" Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> my immediate response to everything, anybody, any like compliment of my appearance, I'm like crazy. They're crazy. Oh my but, um, gosh. But no, like I've had some mothers offer up their sons to me. Um, like, like my son's 29 years old, a paramedic. Like you should marry him. And I'm like, what's his name? <laughs> or they're like, do you know Chad? I'm like, there, he lives in Toronto as well. Like, did you date Chad? I'm like, <laughs> the one Chad in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's my I neighbor. Definitely know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just outside the door. Um, but like no, it's it's an interesting. I I don't know what I would do if someone was to be like, we should go on a date. Um, I did go on a date with somebody like it was a, a blind date, and the person I showed up, and the person was like, I watched you in TikTok, and I think you're funnier there. I was like, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and I literally remember sitting there being like, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> how did you respond to that? I think I did my my like my, my normal like oh okay. I have this like weird thing my sister says I do. Actually, every all my friends say it. It's like this like guttural laugh that like comes out. <laughs> that I can't recreate unless it's in the moment where I'm just like. Mm. <laughs> I can't even do it, but it's like this kind of like very polite. <laughs> oh, it's weird. That... <laughs> so this because day... I don't know how to respond to that. Like you can't respond no. to these things. But I also love it. Like, people think I take offense to it. I don't. Like, those stories, like, fill me up. Because they're so... I find, like, the, I don't know, the spontaneity of people and people speaking with no filter, I find it endlessly amusing. Because you you get caught in these situations. And I think if you're going to feel offended by things, there's, like, there's certain instances you should feel offended. But I think in those, like, they didn't think the (laughs) three... didn't think the thing through i hold on to those forever and if people tell me those stories i remember them for all forever for all for always <laughs> never gonna go away well yeah they're gonna be in your book yeah they're gonna <laughs> they're, they're gonna, gonna be in your book it's gonna be chris from that date thinking that i'm funnier on tiktok <laughs> um, he would like he said it with his full chat like he honestly like just like puffed his you're fun well, i think you're funnier there i was like Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I can go home and you can watch me on TikTok I and like, I don't need to be here. Literally, it was like, would you like to FaceTime me from across the table, sir? I can tell you it will be no different. 
Oh my god! Put you down. <laughs> and I was like, he didn't even have the politeness to wait for the wine to get to the table first. Oh like my I ordered gosh. it, and then I was like, oh, I can't even drink something. I have to just wait. And I'm like, where is our server? <laughs> is she coming back? <laughs> oh, so clearly, you went out on a second date. We're married. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Plot twist. <laughs> Plot Chris, we're married and have two adopted children. I also am giving my life up. He has a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> it's not a red flag. Oh my gosh. Stu, okay, I always ask my guests this one question before I let you go. What is one thing that the listeners can do, one activity, 10 minutes or less, to help them be more creative, tap into their creativity? Honestly, I think it writing funny things down that happen to you during the day. Put them in your notes on your phone. Also be observant of people around you. I think people tend to walk around in a tunnel. And a, a lot of the stories that come, I, that come from me are from the world around happening to me because I'm literally looking around all the time. If I'm in a restaurant talking to you, I'm also listening to the table conversation behind me. So it's like, just put your head up, look around, and then write funny things down and share them with your friends. And if you get a good reaction, you'll learn. You'll learn how to tell the story a little bit differently. Be aware of that. I think it's, it's fun. It's a nice little exercise you can do by yourself. Share with your family, share with your husband, share with your wife, share with your spouse, partner, college roommate, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love people on TikTok. Yeah. I love that. Although if we go out to dinner, I'm going to need full attention. Oh, but I will also bring you into the conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Like, I'm the kind of person who's like, oh my God, I think they're breaking up. And you're like, what? I'm talking about my life. And I'm like, I hear every word you're saying, but also. But also, so they're breaking up. Drama. You know, I'm what I, when, if I go out to dinner, I'm always looking around thinking, yeah. ooh, is that a first date? Or what are they talking about? Or, oh my gosh, how long have they been married? Ooh, are they breaking up? And if I'm on a date, I'm like, all right, guess. Are they married? How long have they known each other? Exactly. Is this the first date? Like, what date is this for them? Yeah. It's just observational humor comes from people watching. That's all you're doing. Yeah. It's is like, so just funny. be more aware of the people around you. Because yeah. oftentimes, <laughs> you end up welcoming them into your space. Sometimes not for the best. But you end up being like, what? <laughs> what is <laughs> happening? Oh, my gosh. Well, Stu, thank you so much. It was so fun to meet you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this. Oh, good. Well, we'll have to have you come back on after you uh, after you reach a million, so we can help you celebrate with your with your gluten free cake. <laughs> oh my god! Also, let me know when your book comes out. I want to read it. Oh, I will. Thank you so yeah. much. Definitely You're tell awesome. me when it comes out. Um, I definitely will. Yeah. And I'm gonna be harassing you to get your book out. So yeah, you should be super proud that you like wrote an entire book because that's like oh a feat of its own. I want you to tell every single person you meet, I wrote a book. <laughs> I'm just so I plan to just carry them around with me. Oh my and God, like... do it. <laughs> I know, honestly, like if you, they ask you for a bag at the grocery store, I'd be like, I wrote a book. <laughs> I would also like a bag, but I wrote a book. Did you write a book? I wrote a book. Oh, you didn't write a book? Oh, oh, I did. you want to read my book? <laughs> Read my book, and then you should write your own book. But then you should give my book to your friends and family to read. If they all buy their own books, though, like you have your book, and then you get them to buy their own books. I'll send you my Amazon link. 
marketing tips by Stu. Yeah, just like <laughs> tell everyone. <laughs> oh my gosh, Stu, you are yeah, awesome. <laughs> People need to find you on TikTok. And I'm so happy that we are connected. Me too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, what did I tell you? Lots of laughing in this episode. <laughs> Stu is so great. He is so funny. I hope you go find him on TikTok, especially because I know we we talked a little bit about some of the videos that he created and you might not have, if you haven't seen them, obviously you don't know, but especially the ones that he was talking about, about the Lifetime movies. So good. If you've watched a Lifetime movie, you need to go check him out just because that alone will entertain you because, oh my gosh, they're so good. I hope that this this episode inspired you in some way to start creating, to start writing. In fact, I love Stu's activity, that that 10 minute or less activity to just start noticing more what's around you, the conversations around you, the people around you, what's being said, what's being talked about and writing. And I know that not everyone enjoys writing and that's okay. You don't have to, but maybe you really like talking so you can just hey break out your phone and record some of your thoughts that you've had or some of the things that you've noticed that people are talking about or sharing but I just love this idea of being a little bit more in this state of recognizing and noticing the world around us because it can be so easy to just kind of be on our phone and be wiping through all of our social media instead of actually engaging with the world around us. So I really loved his, I really loved the 10 minute or less activity that he shared. And I'm so excited for him to write his book and to get more into some of those passions. And I hope that this show, not only this episode, but I hope that this show in general inspires you to do more of the things that you love to recognize that other people have creative passions, that we all have creative passions, and that it is a process, right? Stu and I talked about it on the show. It's a creative practice. It's a process. Only by showing up, by doing the work, by taking the first step, can we really create whatever it is that we want to create into the world. And so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you laughed a little bit, and I would love to hear your thoughts please message me over on Instagram or LinkedIn at Kate Volman and let me know what you think of this episode. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you want to receive some book recommendations, journaling prompts, some great quotes, and just a little bit of inspiration to start your week, you can sign up for my newsletter, Massive Optimism. You can just go to massiveoptimism.club to get connected with me over there as well. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope that you are going out into the world, creating something meaningful and beautiful to you. And until next time, go create something.